evening, it's Thursday night, 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, and welcome to another episode of Be Unique's Unscripted, where we talk to artists, musicians, performers, and business professionals. My name is Tony Taylor, I'll be your host for this evening. You know, you could spend your Thursday nights anywhere, and we are excited you're spending it with us. The conversation is cool, it's calm, and it's casual. You can also be a part of the conversation by dialing 516-418-5651. Now, before we begin, let's talk about why you need to get on your phone and go to BeUnique.org. That's B-U-N-E-K-E.org. Here's what Be Unique is all about. Our mission is to work today to change tomorrow using digital mediums to connect the world with professional storytelling and media production. We work to educate, inspire, and foster positivity and creativity worldwide through video, audio, and a spectacular literary magazine featuring writers from around the world. The newest Be Unique magazine is out right now, and you can read it online along with Be Unique Brevard magazine, the Space Coast premier magazine. Be Unique is also a media powerhouse. Not only do you get this incredible podcast hosted by me, Tony Taylor, but 11 other shows. So sit back. Get comfortable and get ready to dial 516-418-5651 with your questions, comments, and whatever else you may want to say. Let's meet our guest. All right, good evening, everybody. It is Thursday. It is 9 o'clock Eastern Standard Time, and you are listening to Be Unique Radio, and this is Unscripted. My name is Tony Taylor. I'll be hosting tonight. Remember, if you have a question for our guest, you can give us a call at area code 516-418-5651. Once again, that number is area code 516-418-5651. Now, it is my distinct pleasure. Let me first uh, talk about our guest tonight. His name is Dave Schmidt. Dave has had a very, very, very varied career from a TV show producer to an independent film producer to a life coach to a UPS worker and to a Department of Transportation employee par excellence. Dave has probably done it all. Dave Schmidt, I want to thank you, and I want to welcome you to the show. How are you this evening? I'm great. Thank you for having me, Tony. Well, it's great that you're here, uh, especially tonight. Um, tonight we want to take the gears down a little bit on the show, and uh, we want to discuss um, the subject that you know we do do a lot of discussions about, and that's mental health. Mental health is so important. It means so much to so many people, and it affects so many people around the world, and, 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 and even your next-door neighbor, it's a possibility. Uh, tonight, uh, we want to focus again on depression, and a lot of you understand uh, I do focus on depression quite a bit because I'm a sufferer. Um, I've had depression since 2002. Uh, I was diagnosed. And it's been something that has been a challenge to me uh, for a very long time. Uh, i got to admit that a lot of uh, the remedies for it have been medication, but more importantly, friends, friends, relatives, and people that care about me. And I am so grateful to them, and I am so grateful that they saw the, they saw the signs and woke me up. And Dave Schmidt, you're one of those people. Uh, Dave, uh, instrumental in getting me help for my depression. Uh, he saw it right off the bat. Um, he talked to a very skeptical person who was me, 
and got me on my road to recovery. So, Dave, uh, as always, I'm so thankful for that, and um, I'm so thankful for you. Welcome to the show. Thanks, Tony. It's my pleasure. Is there anything else I've left off? Is there anything else I've left off that uh, you haven't done? (laughs) (laughs) Actually, it would be easy to list the things I haven't done. (laughs) (laughs) right now i'm focusing on photography and life coaching helping people overcome limiting beliefs um setting goals and achieving goals and just being able to live their lives that they deserve right is there uh is there any particular uh focus you do on your life coaching what's that all about what is uh what is part of your methodology well, you know, I believe that we're all capable of absolutely anything that we set our mind to. But our limiting beliefs and our experiences sometimes get in the way. So by helping the person change their limiting beliefs and really see the reality of who they are, this beautiful, magnificent, wonderful person, they can achieve their goals. They can become successful. They can heal. And that's the and everything goal, that it? I do with my clients, yeah, everything I do with my clients, I've done myself. So, you well, know, my can... own guinea pig, I know this stuff works because it's worked for me. Well, we want to definitely talk to you about that tonight. And, uh, you know, it's really, uh, it's really uh, thrilling to listen to you speak because our subject tonight is something that uh, many people might raise their eyebrows to. Many people might have a question about. Many people might want to think twice when they hear about it. And what I'm talking about is, and this is for a lack of a better description, Dave, you can jump in there and correct me if I'm wrong. Um, but we're talking about today's methodology of treating depression by electronic, electrother- electroshock therapy. Is, uh, am I describing it correctly? Yeah, it's uh, the technical term for it is electroconvulsive therapy, uh, okay. more commonly known as shock therapy. Uh, it is very different from what they do in the old movies. Um, if you've seen One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest, that's not what they do anymore. Okay. It's a uh, much more gentle process. Yeah, it's a much more gentle process. Um, basically, I'm putting a, in a ward, uh, given anesthesia and a paralytic agent. So I don't flop around like a fish. And (laughs) once I'm out, they apply a very light electrical current through my brain. I have a seizure. I have no memory of any of it because I'm unconscious. I don't feel anything. I wake up and it's over. And the way this came about is very interesting. They were studying people with epilepsy and depression. And they found that after epileptics would have a seizure, their depression would improve. And what they found is that the seizure actually stimulates the production of neurotransmitters like dopamine, norepinephrine, uh, and I'm blanking on the other one. (laughs) Okay. um, um, The seizure actually triggers the production of that because in a lot of depressed people, it is a chemical imbalance. Right. Either there's not enough of those neurotransmitters or they're not staying long enough. 
Right. So typical drugs like Prozac is an SSRI, a selective serotonin reuptake inhibitor. So it doesn't produce more serotonin, but it right. keeps what you have longer, keeps it from being reabsorbed. Okay. Now, I've suffered from or experienced PTSD in my life since I'm three years old. And hey, was that the first time here? My story. Was was that the Go first ahead. time you noticed that you were suffering from depression? Was when you were thirty one? No, it actually started when I was three. <laughs> okay. And I had no idea what it was I had no idea what it was called. I just knew something wasn't right. And right. I wanted to just make a trigger warning here that my story does contain um oh. sexual abuse as a child. Okay. And if this is a sensitive subject to you, if you feel you may be triggered, you know, please go ahead and turn this off. And if it's really bad, you can call 988. And that's the new suicide crisis hotline. Most counties also have a 211 okay. that you can call. Okay. So the most important thing is to talk to someone. Yep. I don't care who it is. A friend, a neighbor, you know, a crisis operator, a counselor, don't keep it in. This is not yours. It's just happening to you. Right. And there are people around who can help. And we'll go Take back to those numbers before we leave. I'm sorry, Dave. Go ahead. Yeah. Yeah, no worries. So when I was three years old, I had gone out on a uh, fishing trip with my grandfather on his boat. And I really loved doing that. You know, it made me feel close to him. It made me feel part of the family. It made me feel included. And we came back in, and he suggested we take a shower together to save water. And what would happen next, I wouldn't remember till I'm 35, but it would go on for eight years and increase in severity. Wow. Up until the time I was 11 and he passed away. Uh, around that same time, 11, 12, 13, I was also molested by the cancer at our temple while he was training me for my bar mitzvah, as well as a cousin who was a dentist. So, you know, I definitely had my share. When I was around 35, I was working for a company, and the um, owner wasn't the nicest person in the world. He was actually very verbally and emotionally abusive. And that's right. a good flashback for me of the abuse. And it was the first time I'd actually remembered anything of it. You know, and that was, you know, 24 years later. You know, 57 now, and I'm still uncovered. More of the abuse and more of the trauma. Right. And what I had to learn is that it's okay to uncover that. It's safe to uncover that. Because by uncovering it and talking about it and right. getting the help I needed, it takes away the power the trauma had over me. Okay, I'm not a victim of abuse. I'm not a survivor of abuse. I've experienced abuse. Oh, that is... Okay. You know, I don't own it. It's not part of me. It's what happened to me. Right. So throughout my life, 
Um, I had panic attacks. I had severe depression, not even knowing what it was called. And when I was trying to think here, when I was in my twenties, okay, now this the PTSD affected my ability to complete school, to hold a job, oh. to stay in a relationship. All of that was nearly impossible. And I kept trying because I thought it was something I wasn't doing. Right. Or there was something wrong with me. Because there's nothing wrong with me. You know, I'm a beautiful, perfect child of God just like everyone else. I've experienced things that have affected the way I've acted, affected the way I believed about myself, and affected the way I believe about the world. Mm -hmm. I started on medication, I guess I was about 25, and counseling, you know, since I'm 12 years old on. And I'd always get to a certain point where I felt better, but not 100%. And I couldn't break that. I was at a stopping point. And I'd feel just good enough to not have to go back for more counseling. And then everything would crash again. The panic attacks would start. The depression would start. um, Suicidal ideations. Thankfully, I never acted on them, but I have um, have called crisis lines quite a bit. Right. Right. And they've helped me through it. You know, I don't want to make a permanent decision for a temporary situation. Right. And the beautiful thing is I didn't have to. So I went through various types of counseling, everything from classic psychotherapy to EMDR, which is eye movement desensitization reprocessing, uh, to NLP, to hypnosis, and uh, most recently, TMS, which is transcranial magnetic stimulation. Wow. And they all worked great until they didn't. So you only found those to and, be like a temporary fix? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Okay. They got me to a certain point, but never got me past that point. Okay. And with the TMS, I did two rounds of it. Uh, it's normally uh, 32 sessions. I did 74. Uh, excuse me, 36 sessions, I did 72. And no, I felt great while I was doing it. But as soon as it was over, and you only run a certain number of uh, certain number of sessions, as soon as it was over, I nosed out. And I was in the deepest depression, the deepest depressive episode that I've ever been in. Right. Um, I would sleep 15, 16 hours a day. I didn't want to get up. I didn't want to do anything. I didn't think I could do anything. Was it that paralytic? Did it it have you that that paralyzed? Yeah. What was that like? I mean, did it have you that paralyzed? What was that? What what, was it? An inability to get up out of bed, do anything? It was an inability to believe that I could do anything. I honestly didn't want to do anything. I didn't could do anything. If the sky was sunny and blue outside, it would be pouring in my mind. Ugh. You know, so my sense of reality was affected by it. Right. And it's the only disease that one of the symptoms is it tells you you can't get better. Right. 
It's always fighting against you. I had you. to realize that it's, Exactly, and that's a lie. Right. That's like, you know, my, my blood sugar is high. It'll never get under control. Oh, there's medication for it. There's treatments for it. Mental illness is just like physical illness. And when it comes to depression, anxiety, and PTSD, there are chemical components to it. It changes the way your brain and sets you up to live in fear, even when there's no threat. You know, I found myself knowing all of that and, and experiencing all of that, and the main crippling aspect of it was that I didn't want to do anything about it. I mean, I did want to do yep. something about it, but I didn't want to do anything about it. And I think you absolutely nails it on the head when you say you know, it's, it's an aspect of fear. It's an aspect yeah. of, 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 of experiencing that pain that you are experiencing. And even though you want it to stop, your brain keeps telling you, no, 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 I, I, we're not going to stop. We're going to continue this road. And it's it right. almost as if it's fighting against you from the moment it starts to the you know to the moment it ends, if it ends. Exactly, exactly. And you know, you know, if I can say one thing to anybody out there that's going through this, don't give up. Keep pushing. Just because something stopped working or didn't work doesn't mean that nothing's going. So you have so gone through all the, of these. Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead, Dave. No, go ahead. And you've you've gone through all these pro- processes and 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 all of these. I mean, legitimate, useful, helpful treatments. Um, what got you to the point of enlisting this new idea of electroshock therapy? You know, it's funny. My counsel, my um, psychiatrist brought it up because he knows I've been on just about every medication. Even the newer ones worked for a little bit and then they stopped working. And he brought this up to me and he said, look, I know you're scared of this. I said, I'm not scared of doing this. I'm scared of not doing this. Yeah. I was very close to checking out entirely. There were a lot of days when I wasn't actively suicidal, but I would have been okay with not waking up. You know, I would go to bed thinking maybe tonight's the night this ends. Did you actually visualize it? And Oh, yeah. I, I actually visualized not waking up. <laughs> as bizarre oh, as that man. <laughs> Wow. And, you know, I it laugh can't... about it because I can yeah. You know, it's not disrespectful to me. If somebody laughs about this stuff, if you've gone through it, you'll understand it. Right. And we do some pretty funny, stupid shit. Excuse me, stuff. <laughs> uh, don't worry, Dave. This is the uh, internet. There's no FCC guidelines. Oh, this is the internet. Oh, okay, great. Then we do some silly, <laughs> stuff. silly shit. I'll, I'll reiterate but, that. Um, but yeah, but... <laughs> it had gotten to the point. Yeah, it had gotten to the point where. I had two choices, give up and die or try the ECT, the electroconvulsive therapy. Wow. Now, I did a lot of research on it before I did it because I do research on everything I do. <laughs> I'll vouch for that, and, ladies and gentlemen. 
Yes. And what I initially thought it was, I was even willing to do that. I was willing to do the one flew over the cuckoo's nest because I really? just couldn't no, live the way I was living. Yeah. Wow. Wow. You were at a really desperate you know, It was. It was that bad. Yeah. It was that bad. So I researched this. It showed a lot of promise. There's a lot of uh, a lot of science behind it. There's a lot of research that they've been doing with it. It's a very controlled amount of electricity that they send through you. And it's very gentle. So I started it. And when I started it, they told me it would be three times a week for a month. Okay, so 12 sessions in the original series, they call it. Okay. And after the first one, I was nauseous. I had migraines. Every muscle in my body hurt. And I really wasn't feeling a change emotionally. And I remember them saying to me, give it a chance. You know, it usually kicks in around session seven or eight. Okay. And I'm thinking, Christ, I've got to feel like this for another three weeks. <laughs> but I kept going. <laughs> Honestly, it's, shit, I feel like crap from this stuff, and yet I have to keep going. Right. And right. to me, I, I liken it to chemo. You know, if you have cancer, okay. you take chemo, and chemo makes you sick. It does. It's got horrible side effects. It's painful. It's debilitating. And this was at first also. But I kept going. Right. And I did my three times a week. I did my one month. And around, believe it or not, session six, I started to feel a change. I started to feel lighter. I started to feel more hope. I wasn't sleeping all day. I actually could get out of bed and accomplish things. And it was such a huge shift that I just kept going. And after the month, after the 12 sessions, I was taken down to once a week. Right. And then just this past week, I was put on uh, once every two weeks. Wow. So we're actually weaning off of it. Now, is this 100% cure? No. No. But it's a tool. Exactly. It's given me the ability to see hope, to see oh. that there is a way out. There is a light at the yeah. end of the tunnel, and it's not a train. What an amazing statement, the ability to see hope, yeah. because i got to tell you, you are exactly right in that you don't see any kind of hope when you're in the throes of the depression. No. You know, I didn't think there was hope, and I didn't think I deserved to have hope. That's how insidious it was. Right. And, you know, everybody says, put a smile on your face. And cheer up or walk it off. Yeah. Or suck it up yeah. buttercup. <laughs> That's like saying to, some, to somebody who's lost an arm, oh, just grow it back. Yeah. You, you know, know I, I looked at it like, uh, I looked at it like it's, 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 you know, during those times that I was in the throes of it, and then when I came out of it, you know, and even when I was in the throes of it, I mean, I, you know, I had hope because I had tools and more importantly, like the, like you said earlier, and I can't reiterate it more, friends and family, friends and family, friends and family. Um, uh, I think I only got to a point of understanding hope. 
But I love the way you, you phrase it, you know, um, feeling hope. You know, I mean, that definitely was and has been at times very hard to, to have. Dave, um, I really I got to take a break for a moment. Uh, but when we come back, uh, we want to talk more about the therapy, more about the process itself, in case anybody's still having some second thoughts about, do I really want to do this, or is this really right for me? And just like myself, when I first heard that you're taking this therapy, and I had this this impression of what it was going to be, and it was you know kind of eye opening because you do raise the case about one flew over the cuckoo's nest, um, but it's not. <laughs> it's definitely not. And um, I want to go ahead and talk about the process uh, when we come back. So if you don't mind, um, we'll take a really quick break, and uh, we'll be back. If you like the show tonight, let us know. Call 321-417-4309 or email mary at beunique.org to ask how you can sponsor the show. It's simple and doesn't have to cost much at all. Visit beunique.org for even more details. That's B-U-N-E-K-E dot org. Join the global world changers who already know how Be Unique helps bring together like-minded humans who are making the world a better place. Read the magazine and blog posts, watch our videos, listen to our podcast, and visit our social media from one location and let's work together. Change tomorrow by finding solutions today. Visit BeUnique.org to learn more. That's B-U-N-E-K-E dot org. Have you ever read a web article on the internet that really spoke to you? No, I mean really spoke to you. Well, let me tell you about Newsly. Newsly is the new and incredible audio app made especially for iOS and Android. Newsly picks up web articles about the most trending topics throughout the entire internet. And at any given moment, Newsly reads those web articles to you in a natural human voice. Browse your favorite articles from topics you choose Stop scrolling, start playing, start listening, and start learning. And Newsly has podcasts as well. Explore trending podcasts from over 40 countries. Our podcasts, Unscripted, Coffee Candy and Creative, and On Demand are there too. Go to www.newsly.me to download and use Newsly for free now. And if you use promo code BEUNIQUERADIO, all one word and with caps, Receive a one-month free premium description. For the first time in the history of the Internet, the web becomes listenable. Listen and learn with Newsly. All right, we're back, everybody. It is Thursday night. You're listening to Be Unique Radio's Unscripted. I'm here with Dave Schmidt. Tonight we're talking about depression. We're talking it's and it's we're talking about depression and we're talking about treatments for depression. We're talking about Dave's experiences with it and experiences with a new process. Now, Dave, um, when when you first uh, approached me or talked to me about this this electroshock therapy that you've been doing, you know, I again had these visions of the movie and when flew over the cuckoo's nest, that kind of thing. Can you maybe describe or take us through the entire process step by step to maybe kind of give a clearer picture as to what is actually going to happen 
when you do decide to take this therapy? Yes, absolutely. Uh, the therapy takes place in a clinic, for lack of a better term. Um, for mine, it's at Delray Medical Center. They bring you in. They get you in a bed. And they hook up an IV and oxygen. They take your blood pressure, take your pulse, and your, heart, and your uh, breathing, oxygen saturation. Okay, they make sure everything's good there. They go over my medication, what I'm on, what has changed, and they also give me some, I don't want to say counseling, but some education on the different types of anesthesia and paralytics that they're going to use. Once the IV is in, the anesthesiologist comes in, pushes the propofol, which is what you'd have, what they would give you for any type of minor procedure where you need to be unconscious. Uh, then they push the paralytic agent so you don't flop around like a fish, like I said before. Right, right, right. And what's that? No, I said you're absolutely right because you don't want to be flopping around like a fish. No, you don't. You don't. It, they uh, kind of frown on that, and I'm not on the menu. Yeah. <laughs> but um, within about 10 seconds of them pushing the purple ball, I can taste it. I can smell it. My face gets tingly, and I'm out. Okay. While I'm out, okay, they've already put electrodes on my head in different places. They have a machine that actually regulates the amount of electricity going through you. They use the electricity to trigger a um, convulsion, a seizure. Right. Sometimes they last 10 seconds. Sometimes they last 90 seconds. doesn't really matter how long it lasts, provided it's more than 10 seconds. Otherwise, they consider it not having a good seizure. And I know that's such a really messed up term. <laughs> but there are good Right, people. right, 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 right. <laughs> well, you know, it's in a controlled environment. There are doctors there. There are psychiatrists there. There are anesthesiologists there. There's nurses there. Everything is monitored very closely. Okay. Now, from my side, once I feel a tingling in my face and I go out, I don't know anything until I wake up. Sometimes it's a half hour. Sometimes it's 45 minutes. Somewhere around there. And when I wake up, they tell me, hey, you had a great seizure. Just the first <laughs> couple of times I was like, what are you talking about? It seems counterintuitive. But, yeah, you, know, you had a great seizure. Yeah, totally counterintuitive. It's like, we're going to make you feel better by shocking the shit out of your brain. That's right. Oh, okay. You're going to like that. It. <laughs> <laughs> and honestly, if I hadn't been in as dark a place as I was, I probably would not have done this because there is a lot of unknown. Right. It's a very scary procedure to think about. It is. The and more I research say, you do on it. I was one of those people. I was one of those people until I spoke to you. Yeah. So they really had a uh... – You know, the more, the more research you do, the more you learn about the process, you know, the more research you read, it makes it 
plausible. You can actually do it. It makes you believe. It actually helps you believe that number one, right. it's not so terrible. Number two, it might actually help. Right. You know. Now, everything I've done to this point, the counseling, the psychotherapy, the EMDR, the hypnosis, the NLP, the TMS, everything that I did got me to the point where I could accept this. You know, at 12 years old, when I started counseling, if they would have said, you know, you're going to go for, you know, electric convulsive therapy, there's no way. There's no <laughs> way I would have done it. Uh, honestly, I mean, it's absolutely yeah, no, inconceivable. No. Sure. So I had the healing layers, and that's what healing is. We dis- we uncover, we discover, and then we recover. And there's different layers of healing. You know, I thought once I forgave people that it hurt me, that, oh, I'd be great and everything would be wonderful. No, because there's another layer underneath it. Right. And the universe gives us the opportunity to heal to the level we're able to heal. How true. So there may come a point, you know, I would love to just snap my fingers and all that would be done. Get on with a happy life. Right. I couldn't have a happy life and didn't have a happy life without the different treatments that I've gone Right. You know, it gave me the perspective to be able to be open-minded about things that are, like you said, counterintuitive. Right. You know, and the main thing is don't quit. Everything serves right. a purpose, even if it doesn't give you what you want. It serves a purpose in your growth and healing. You know, in my own Can practice, I, in my coaching practice, right. I use hypnosis, which I'm certified in, and NLP, which I'm also certified in, as well as some other okay. tools that I've developed and actually used for myself and for other people. And, you know, do I have 100% success right now? No one does. Right. But what I can do is help people see the truth of themselves that they are powerful, they are strong, they are compassionate, they are caring, they are capable, they are lovable. Right. Because when we don't believe that, our body knows. And our body keeps score. You know, we hold trauma in our body. And when we start to believe that we're anything other than perfect, whole, and complete, we're going to feel it emotionally, physically, or spiritually, or all three. Now, I've, I've battled with fibromyalgia, which is a physical response to the abuse. I've had crises of faith throughout my life. I'm on a spiritual path, but that path may change. You know, and what the ECT has given me is the ability to use those other tools. So that I don't have to, I don't have to crumble. I don't have to fall apart. I can actually access the tools that I have. I've got a thousand tools. But when the depression and the anxiety and the PTSD get that bad, I can't access any of them. No, it's crippling. So it's like having a refrigerator full of food, but it's locked. Come on, you have all the food, why don't you just eat? 
<laughs> you don't want to. I know. You know, let me let me ask you this, no. Dave, because <laughs> because there is is such a, a distinct change in the person that I was talking to uh, several months ago versus the person now. Can you tell me with the treatment anything that you know is different this time that you know will work because it's working but won't end? And I'm not saying how has this been a different takeaway from all of the other different treatments that you've had? That's a great question. With the other treatments I've had, I thought I felt better. And I did. I felt better than I did until I didn't. And I would never get past that point. I'd have periods of, of real happiness and real peace in my life. But they were few and far between. And when one thing didn't work, it would get very discouraging. Or when something stopped working, it would get very discouraging. But as I said before, everything I've done, every treatment I've gone through, every pill that I've taken, every counseling session I've gone to has opened me up to heal at different levels. Mm. Okay, I wouldn't have jumped from here to NLP. From, you know, from where I was to NLP. I wouldn't have jumped from where I was right away to medication. It was a chore to get me to go to counseling as well. Right. Okay, because nobody really explained what was going on. So everything I've done, and I am so grateful to my counselors. I'm so grateful to my psychiatrists and my doctors. They have not only saved my life, they've given me a life. And what I, my goal in life is to help others who have gone through what I've gone through and show them that it is possible to get through it. You know, it's not going to change what happens. And this is why it's important for you with your life coaching, correct? You feel you've got a better way of reaching out to people. Well, I've been there. I've done it. (laughs) I've lived through it. I've lived in spite of it, and I know what it feels like. Now, I'm not a counselor. I'll tell you that flat out. Right. But I do know that the things that helped me get to the point where I could accept treatment came from NLP, came from affirmations, came from um, believing that I could do this. So I can take people that are wounded and they'll come to me and I can't fix their wounds, but I can give them the confidence and I can give them the willingness to overcome those limiting beliefs and those blocks that are in front of us. Right. So that you can go for deeper treatment, go for deeper. And then I highly encourage anybody who has been, who has survived any type of abuse, physical, sexual, emotional, spiritual, get help. Get help. Get help. I can't say that enough. I just said it three times. That's not enough. Get help. There are ways to heal and everything what are you some, do takes you one step closer to your healing. 
and, and what are some of those avenues of help? Good question. What? First and foremost, counseling. Okay. That is the key. And there are different types of counseling out there. You know, there's regular psychotherapy, which is talk therapy. Uh, there's um, path life regression. There's child work. There's uh, EMDR, there's hypnosis, there's NLP, which is another linguistic programming. Uh, there's TMS, which I described before. It's a very similar process, except with elect- instead of electricity, they use magnetism. Wow. The magnetic waves okay. through the brain. Okay. And finally, as a last resort, and I would only say this as a last resort, there's the ECT. Right. It's not fun. It's not easy. Yeah. But I have seen the change. My friends and family have seen the change. In, yes. In a relatively is, short period of time. Considering, yes. And I tell you, what are some of the things like, for instance, um, our, I mean, we've talked about a spiritual change that, that is always growing with each and every day. But are there things like outside of your life that you're seeing taking on a rapid, different change? Like, and what is the situation with medications? What is the situations with relationships? What is the situations from even just going outside? Well, right now I'm able to. You know, for a long time I did nothing. I would go to doctors, I would go to counseling, I would go to therapy, and that was it. Maybe a trip to the supermarket. And it would usually take every ounce of energy I had away. After about three weeks of the ECT, I started going out with friends. I started having a social life. I got back into more of my spirituality. And I started connecting with people who are my tribe. You know, they say, you always got to find your tribe. Right, right. Well, my tribe, I was cut off from. I had cut myself off from it. Was that intentional, Dave? And I didn't think. No, was that absolutely unintentional? Okay. But it's what happened. Right. You know, I didn't feel worthy of doing things. I didn't feel worthy of, of being around people. Either. And within about- less than a month, I was back to social activities. I was back to going to my spiritual center. I was back to doing Reiki, which is energy therapy. I'm a Reiki master teacher for 25 years. It allowed me, like I said before, to use the tools that I have. And what I want to do for others is give them the ability to access those tools. Give them the tools to use and give them the ability to believe that they can do them. You also sound like you you're, you feel about yourself more of a you feel more legitimacy in your life coaching than here before, but now it really sounds like you know you've really come full circle in how this perspective has shaped your 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 reality. And um, well, thank you for that. Yeah, well, it's it's definitely noticeable. I'm, I'm particularly um, when we had our our discussion prior. Um, the reducing of the medications that you were taking. Can you talk about that? Yeah, absolutely. 
Um, like I said before, I've been on just about every depression and anxiety medication there is. And they all work to a certain extent and get me to a point where I can be. Before I started the ECT, I was on 16 pills a day between my psych meds, uh, the depression meds, the anxiety meds, and uh, some other health issues that I've dealt with, diabetes, heart disease, that sort of thing, um, all of which are night and day different right now. Within a month of doing the ECT, I was able to totally get off of two of my antidepressants. Wow. And right now I'm down to eight pills a day. I'm on one antidepressant. Yeah. And, you know, my hope is, and my my psychiatrist hope also, is that when this ends, I won't need medication. And what a gift that's going to be. I mean, I'm grateful, grateful beyond measure to have had the medication because it gave me the ability to keep going. You know, was I where I wanted to be? No. But it gave me the ability to keep going. And without the medication, without the counseling, without the support structure, friends, family, um, spiritual community, counseling, without that, I would not have been able to go. And I wouldn't be here today. Well, you know, I have to ask this. Um, Has spiritualism Mm -hmm. really added to the treatment as well? Has it been a a, a, a foundational building block? Has it been something you've been able to cling to to really manifest what's going on? Actually, it's been really positive for me in that regard. I have a lot of um, resentment against organized religion. That's my thing. I'm not saying that it's wrong. But one of the people who abused me was at a temple and was a spiritual leader. So I've always had a hard time reconciling that with a loving, compassionate God. Right. With these treatments, and right now I go to spiritual, uh, Center for Spiritual Living, you know, change your thoughts, change your life, and it's about right. accepting the perfection that is you, that there is nothing wrong Inherently with anyone, we have different things that we're ready to heal. And by seeing the truth, by seeing the perfection that is me and that is you and that is everyone, I can let go of that. I can let go of that anger. I can let go of that resentment. And, you know, I'm in recovery. And one thing to say in recovery is the higher power of your understanding. Okay, so it may not be what you were raised in. Mine isn't. It may not be what other people say is the only way. Mine right. isn't. This is right. what's worked for me. And by reaffirming over and over again that I am perfect, whole, and complete, right. it gives me the opportunity to move forward, to keep going, to not get discouraged. Yeah, I'm in a relationship now for the first time in quite a long time. And, 
you know, it's not all sunshine and roses. No relationship <laughs> is. But yeah. I've got tools. Yeah. You know, I've got tools that I can use to deal with it. You know, usually if I'm upset about something, it's not the person, place, or thing. That's the problem. Okay? It's my perception of it. Okay? It's right. something within me that I'm ready to heal. And healing is messy. <laughs> it can really be messy. Hey, um, but, in our last 10 minutes, Dave – oh, go. No, go ahead. I'm sorry. Yeah. Uh, what I was going to say is that, you know, it's like talk about making sausage. People like sausage. It tastes good. Nobody wants to see how it's made. <laughs> okay, healing is making sausage. You know, it's messy. It's ugly. It's painful. It's uncomfortable. But the end results are some really <laughs> damn good sausage. It's some damn good sausage. I wanted to – I wanted to go – <laughs> I don't know how to follow that up. No, but I, I want to go back to. Um, <laughs> real, yeah, I, I don't. I, yeah, <laughs> squirrel, squirrel, squirrel. Um, no, but I wanted to go back to that one very, very important step that you have stressed throughout this uh, um, almost hour going by: um, counseling. How can a person begin looking for a good counselor? Great question. One way is to ask people in your life who have had counseling, who have had issues. We all know that we all know people that have had issues. Okay. Um, there are a number of different websites you can go to. Psychologytoday.com has a directory of counselors. Uh, anything from um, licensed mental health counselors, licensed clinical social workers. Um, Psychiatrists, psychologists, and they all serve a different purpose. Right. But it doesn't matter what type of therapy you do. Having a safe space to share the uncomfortable and not be judged is huge. Oh, yeah. It allows you to feel safe in healing. You know, I became so comfortable with my discomfort that I didn't think it could change. Yeah. And I didn't know any different. I didn't know anything but discomfort. Right. Now I'm starting to see that there is so much more than that. The colors in the sky are brighter. You know, the birds chirping actually cheers me up instead of pissing me off. (laughs) (laughs) Come on, we've been there. We know that. Yes, we have. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and not everything is an offense or a threat. Right. Because my biggest, you know, my biggest trigger is feeling threatened, feeling unsafe. Right. Because in my life, I have been unsafe. But it's a response that's not serving a purpose anymore. So here is a coping mechanism. And there's nothing for me to be afraid of right now. Right. The threat has passed. My grandfather's been dead for 46 years. He's not going to hurt me anymore. Right. But the abuse wounds the mind. 
and it turns on the fight or flight switch. Yeah. Even when there's no threat. You know, normal people, there's a threat. Fight, flight, freeze, or fawn is how you're going to react to it. The threat passes. Chemicals shut down. No more anxiety. Right. Someone that's been abused, it does not, the chemicals don't shut off. You're constantly being inundated with cortisol, stress hormone, adrenaline, another stress hormone. And it keeps you constantly on guard, and it's exhausting. For me, counseling, medication, and different forms of treatment, especially the ECT, right, right. have helped me learn and feel that there's not this, these irrational fears anymore. You know, the sharks are not swimming around me anymore. And if there are, I'll deal with it. How freeing is and that statement to you? What's that? How freeing uh, is that statement to you of not seeing the sharks? Oh, my God. It's incredible. Yeah. It's absolutely night and day because my whole life I lived in fear. You know, right. it was never what could go right. It was what could go wrong and how would it hurt me when it went wrong. Wow. I don't have to live like that anymore. I don't live like that anymore. And well, what my experiences can help others, then it was worth it. You know, I honestly believe that that's why something happened to me. Right. To give me the ability to help others. Would I do it again, given the choice? Of course not. But I can use it. I can use what happened to me to help others. And that's, that's my goal. That's what I'm living for now. Dave, that's what I do my coaching. If anybody's, that's what I'm going to say, if anybody's listening and is wanting to know more information about Dave Schmidt and your coaching, uh, where can they reach out to get a contact with you? That's a great question. Um, you can email me at purepotentialcoaching at gmail.com. This is the best way to get a hold of me. And from there, we can set up, if you're local in South Florida, we can do an in-person. If you're from further away, we can do Zoom. Or we can do telephone. That is fantastic. And Dave, even if you don't call me, even if you don't call me, call someone. Call someone. Reach out to someone. 988 is the Suicide and Crisis Lifeline. It's national now. They will listen. They will hear you. They will not judge you. They're not going to tell you you're wrong. They're going to tell you that what you're feeling is is a normal feeling. Right. You know, nobody ever died from feeling their feelings. I know a lot of people who have died trying not to. So please, reach out. Send me an email. Connect. Dave, can I have you repeat your web address one more time before we have to leave? Yeah, the email address is... Pure Potentials Coaching at gmail.com. All right. Well, Dave Schmidt, I really want to thank you tonight for sharing with us your story and your treatment and what looks like 
an opening for a very, very different and happier perception of life. We really uh, appreciate you being here, and I really appreciate you being a guest on Unscripted. And I would love to check back in with you in a later date to see how things are going, if that's all right with you. Absolutely, and hopefully by then I'll have my website up and people can contact me there. Fantastic. All right. Well, thank you, everyone, for listening. Thank you, everyone, for joining us here this Thursday night for an unscripted episode. Please don't forget, we're on every Thursday night, 9 o'clock Eastern Standard Time. Until next Thursday, take care, everyone. Thanks, Jim. You bet.